you can't copyright lying down. Lying down. <laughs> no. That's what we're saying. No. Hiya. Welcome to What a Way to Go. Hi. Hello. It's a podcast about unusual deaths, near misses and bizarre stories. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah Louise Austin. I'm Claire Daly. I still don't have a middle name. I'm Eleanor Gamer because I said it in season season one. <laughs> season one, so long ago. Uh, episode one, and it doesn't. I don't need to repeat it. And if you haven't remembered what it is in more for you, yeah, yeah. I sometimes present and say my full name just because I think it sounds funny, and then no one ever laughs. <laughs> like when I'm in like a work meeting. But then, but if they don't know you, then they just think that that's how you refer to yourself. Yeah, but I always people that insist on using your entire full name, what, like a posh double-barreled surname. Yeah, I I put a lilt on it. I make it clear that it's not normal. <laughs> how do you I present do... Sorry. Sarah Louise Austin. I've no idea, but anyway. Yeah, maybe it's just because I don't read the room and people don't know me. It's probably why I'm not <laughs> asked back to well, present to stuff. I'm sure that all they think is that you're called Sarah Louise Austin and they don't think anything more of it. Maybe. Sorry. Maybe it's maybe it's a non-story. Anyway, anyway, today is in theory the last day of the heat wave. Yes. It's going to be 10 degrees cooler tomorrow. Thank 10 Christ. degrees cooler? Yeah, it's going to be in the 20s tomorrow. Oh God, get your jumpers out. And I go to Glasgow on Friday and it's raining all weekend. But Scotland is nice and atmospheric mm. when it's raining. I'm so jealous of your double trips to Scotland. Yeah, we'll just give each other a little wave Thank over the uh, locks. How are you getting there? Train. Are you getting a long boozy train ride with plane. three of my friends? Plane. Oh, amazing. Yeah, we're flying to Glasgow and then renting our car. Anyway, I was what are you up to this weekend? Sitting going, indoors. Yeah. <laughs> fuming at you both. <laughs> uh I'm going <laughs> I'm going to a, a brunch at Honest Burger. I've heard about this. That's mm. you do eat burgers there, don't you still? I think the, you can. The veggie burger at Honest is good. It is good. I don't know what I think they do have a separate brunch menu and I don't know whether it's burger because otherwise it's just not brunch it's just burgers all day and booze mm. all uh, day burgers yeah I'm not really sure essentially a friend of mine is buying it for two other friends for their birthday and I'm just tagging along so. <laughs> and paying for yourself yeah, paying for myself yeah <laughs> spoiler whoever's birthday it is oh, oh they know oh, don't worry they know and okay. they probably don't listen to <laughs> um, rude but whatever yeah fine um, yeah so I'm being a London Woman in her late twenties and brunching on Saturday. You basic bitch. I know. Um, it's like, it's like twenty five quid for like an hour and a half, and the that's good. The booze is like rather than just being like prosecco, which we all know I don't like. Mm. It's uh, there's bloody Marys on there. There's like some sort of delicious gin cocktail on there. Beer on there. Dreams Sweet. or prosecco. They have to pack them in, don't they? Because otherwise, you wouldn't necessarily think that a burger place would do a brunch. Yeah, it wouldn't be the natural. Natural mm. order of things. Mm. So yeah, doing that on Saturday. Sweet. Uh, Sunday. Who knows? Editing the podcast. Oh yeah, that's me this week. Yeah, Sunday I'm editing the podcast. Actually, I need to be careful because when I've edited on a hungover Sunday before, I've been shit at it and had to take myself away from it many, many times. To so. be fair, it's more difficult than one would think. Mm. Editing hungover or just editing? Editing. Yeah, it is when you talk for... Four hours instead of one, like we're supposed to. <laughs> the good thing is, I we're doing this earlier in the week than normal, mm. and no I'm, one's talking about climate change. Hopefully, yes, hopefully. It was on the fucking front page of the news today. Yeah, it was on I the terrible program that I listened to in the morning, but it was on there as there. So I googled it after you text about 
Are you talking about climate change or permafrost? Well, permafrost. Was it on? Well, climate change was on the front cover of the Metro. Oh, okay. They were talking about permafrost on the on today. Yeah. I don't know why I still listen to it. Well, there's it's nothing, else to, listen to, nothing else to listen to in the morning. There's nothing else to listen to in the morning. Yeah. Sean Keaveney is fucking unbearable. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's it. That's the intro. <laughs> That's true, though. Yeah. I don't he's been want, doing yeah. it too long and he's yeah. fucking unbearable. I thought everyone liked him. I don't listen a lot to the people, radio. A lot of people really like him, but I just can't. No, I can't either. I'd love it if it was Lauren Laverne, but mm. I stand by this. Why are there no women doing breakfast radio? Uh, uh, what I was going to say was, though... I've got a bit more time because, as we all know, I'm leaving my job and I've got Hooray! two and a half weeks of working my resignation and fuck all to do. Brilliant. So <laughs> I'll just edit that podcast. Sweet. And joyful. And hopefully not have to worry too much about it on Sunday. I say that now, I'll still be sending to you at nine o'clock on Sunday night, like, <laughs> give me your notes. Okay, shall I, I'll just get on with the story. Why don't, you, why don't you kick us off, Sarah Louise Austin? So, I was going to... I'd looked into, and I don't know if I'm just shooting myself in the foot by talking about this, but I've always wanted to do Disneyland. Okay. As a holiday? No, never, ever want to do that. I'm really anti-Disneyland as a holiday. Sorry. If you Why? Are big For fan. moral reasons, or you just... Just fucking boring. Too many people. <laughs> Too many people don't care about parades, don't care about men in, like, mon- monkey, Mickey Mouse suits. Don't. And women, please. Yeah, and women dressed up as princesses smiling. Although I did really like that viral video of that woman trying to make that kid smile. She just wanted to eat her breakfast. <laughs> that is one of my favourite things on the internet. Disney could not appeal to me less. Go on. Um, but I'm really fascinated about deaths on Disney properties because it was a while that there was never anyone that died on Disney properties because they wouldn't declare them dead even though if they died. It had to be off the premises because they were saying that no one died at Disney. Oh, but... They're actually just all really depressing deaths, like people that stood up on a ride or they're um, the first person to die, he, the person he was sat next to ejected him and he died. What? He had, like took off his thing. and he Intentionally? Stood, well, it, like took off his seatbelt so he could stand up and he died. So, Not like he didn't make him die, but like he undid his seatbelt or whatever you want to call it, apparatus, and the guy stood up and... They, he died. That's horrible. It's just depressing. It's not. It's not unusual or interesting. It's just really sad. So I didn't do that. I've got a Disneyland death this week. Have you actually? Yeah. That's amazing. How Are you joking? Weird is that? <laughs> Are you joking? But I don't know whether we've got the same story. If you've definitely veered away from Disney because I haven't got like a guest death. I. I looked into it and that was the first death and I was like, that's just really sad. Okay, yeah, so no, I didn't no, no. go so any further. So I don't further. just have like a sad person what the, This is what the <laughs> fucking ridiculous thing to do. This is why I've got such a big mouth and such a little brain. I'm just going to go home. What do you mean you've got a big mouth? I should just not have said it. Like I should have just been like, because it's oh, not, no, no, it's no, not no, it's my fine. story. But that isn't the story. What you have just described is not the okay. sort of story Because it really bummed me out and I had to just like leave the desk for a little while and try and find something else. <sighs> Good, everyone. Well done. Um, but mine is about a weird way someone's died. But like, that's the podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh, we're not on the Today program. Um, more shame. <laughs> John Humphreys being delicately sexist. Yeah. <laughs> what would Churchill have thought about this story, though? <laughs> have you looked down what that Churchill route? have thought about three women sitting in a room together, <laughs> drinking <laughs> beer, drinking beer, eating crisps and hummus. Um, I'm going to talk to you about the weird fad of planking. <gasps> Mate, I was going to do this a couple of weeks ago. Oh my God. <laughs> I was going to go down that route. I and planked. Then I thought it was 
depressed <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Listeners, it is a fine line that we walk every single week between is this just gonna really bum everyone out? Can I do it? Oh mate. I planked past participle. Look, we all We've all know planked about <laughs> I've never pla- I mean I've slept on my front, but I've never <laughs> planked. But we all know about your uh Have you extreme planked? Not unless you call no. And like I've I've planked on a like a bike rack in the street. And sure. my, my sister planked on a table in the club and the table <laughs> fell to the floor oh, and all the glasses smashed and me and Steve were like, Fucking hell, this is a hospital visit which was fine. No problem. She was just it... got up, dusted herself. Oh, down. okay, it's fine. fine. I mean the the club owners were not happy with us. But I can imagine, yeah. It was fine. Um, you are also the person that broke your leg koala-ing, so I don't is, feel yeah. like you... Uh, I will throw myself wholeheartedly into some kind of craze. Fad. Fad. Well, don't go back on the planking, because it can end badly for oh, you. Tell me, tell me about so it. So for people that aren't familiar, i.e. listeners potentially, planking is an activity that consists of lying face down, sometimes in unusual or bizarre places. It went viral like in the 2000s, and everyone started doing it. Everyone's having a lovely time. You do it, I've never done it, but you do it by the palms of your hands are typically touching the sides of your body and toes are typically touching the ground, so you're completely stiff as a board, a plank. You're like a plank of wood. When it went viral, it was like the weirder location, the better, the extreme planking phase of everything. A bit like extreme ironing. Do you remember that? Yeah. People ironing on rock sides and underwater underwater I, I, I don't know. I know it was less what a lot of admin the, the, they missed the point of a good fad is that you want something that literally anyone can do in the spare of the moment and get a quick photo wherever they are extreme ironing you need an ironing board you need an iron you need it to be somewhere very very unusual you couldn't just be like you can plank anywhere ladies and gents <laughs> you can plank wherever you want but extreme ironing too niche too niche and yeah I don't like ironing just in my house, no. like alone under like the sea or whatever. Me ironing is extreme ironing yeah. because <laughs> I just don't fucking do it. Although I did iron this today, so I take it all back. Um, but people that were planking, they've been photographed on railway lines, in the middle of the road, walls, trees, hotel receptions. And the more effort, the better because it gets more interaction on social media. Um, but it went viral, yeah, as I said, in the early 20... No in the early 2000s and even um, Jay-Z and Eminem made reference to planking in their songs Gotta Have It um, and Rap God so obviously it must mean that it was cool Um, Eminem's doing it but actually here's a bit of history about planking so technically it was started in 1984 which is weird um, in Edmonds, Washington, by Scott Amy and Joel Marshall. They were two high school boys um, and they were walking in park when they came across a baseball game. They decided, for japes, I guess, to lie face down in right field to see if anyone would react. Cool. Do whatever you want. The first... Um, and that was it. That was kind of like, that's the first instance of planking being a thing and it being a joke. The first video recorded occurrence of planking was in 1994, apparently, when Tom Green... He, mm-hmm. who was married to Bar- Drew Barrymore, um, performed a stunt he called Dead Guy for a cable TV show, which consisted of him lying down on a sidewalk without moving. He was in an MTV show in the 90s, um, and he, when Planking went viral, informed CNN about there being video evidence of it, even though it was never released. 
um, kind of wanted it to be known that he was one of the first people to do it, even though mm-hmm. other people were doing it. Um, so when it went viral, he said, oh, I've just, he tweeted about it, just finding a video of him originally planking in 94, um, and that was in 2011. So good, good to know. Um, but it, it was the video sketch was never aired, so no one can prove that he actually did it, even though he says that he did. He so, seemed, that seems quite chill. Mm. Quite chill, quite just, not, not. Just let it go, Tom. Just yeah. leave it. Just doesn't leave matter. It. No one's doesn't, making any money from matter, it. Doesn't matter, Tom. Don't worry. <laughs> You're not going down in the history books. Although you are on the Wikipedia article, so I'll give you that. Well done. He, that, he's editing that every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in 1997, two bored schoolboys from Taunton started lying face Hello. down. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> My neck of the woods. Uh, started laying down, laying face down in public places to amuse themselves and baffle onlookers. Sounds like people from Taunton. <laughs> yeah. Not much going on. No. But there's no way they could have known about Tom Green's stunt, so they also claim to be the, one of the first people to do it. Um, I mean, like you say, no one's making any money, so what does it matter? I feel like probably before 1984, there were people that just lay down as like a... Pretended to be dead. Exactly. Like, we've all played Sleeping Lions or whatever. I just... I mean, not before 1984, because I was literally not alive. But <laughs> I just... I think this probably... You can't copyright lying down. Lying down, no. <laughs> is what we're saying. No. When cows do it, it's like weather related. Do you know what I mean? Like, See, animals lie down. People and things lie down. Yeah. <laughs> we all go to bed at night. We lie down. Yeah, I mean, that's all very true. Um, Basic, yeah, so these two lads started doing it. They used to call it, because it's not very original, the lying down game. <laughs> cool. See what, see what they did there. Now, can I just... Pop in here. Checking the rules of that. No, no. I remember before it was called planking and it was called the lying down game. Oh, okay. It was like a Facebook group. Here we go. Coming onto it. Okay. Oh. That's, that's really niche, Daily. That was probably one of the first Facebook groups you were on. Yeah. Um, the lying down game and We Heart. No, I can't think of anything. Let's cut that out. We Heart. <laughs> Reading. We Heart. Tom Green. Um, Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy. Probably. Yes, yes, we do. Yes, we absolutely do. Early Facebook. Um, and one of the kids, Gary, said it was re- it was a really stupid, random thing to do. Yes, yes, it was. Um, the lying down game, TM, remained with Clarkson and Langdon's circle of friends until 2007 when their friend Daniel Hoppin created a Facebook page for their craze. As Hoppin says, we began a Facebook group to see who could get the craziest photo. There we so go. Daily was an early... I was. In 2007. Yeah. Daily was an early adopter. Started in Taunton. Yeah. Just down the road from me and I wasn't I've never planked. You could have been part Just of it, mate. Me. You could have been right in there. Damn. Um but then the actual term planking was coined by Sam McCann and Kim Berry of Adelaide, South Australia. And they are quoted as saying, planking was a term myself and two other mates came up with in the summer of two thousand and eight, so a year after that Facebook page was created. They then created a Facebook fan page to share their planking photos. After reports of the practice started appearing in Australian media, it grew rapidly. The meme became a global phenomenon. After reports of the craze in the British media in 2009, planking spread to the rest of the world. It's also known as extreme lying down, face downs, and then... Face downs? I mean... Fuck off. Face downs, TM. Extreme lying down. (laughs) Hey, whatever. I mean... Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, I'm into extreme sports. (laughs) Extreme ironing, extreme lying down. I love sleeping. I'm into extreme TV watching. <laughs> Binging. Um, but yeah, it made everyone start getting in on it. It's a bit like, it was like when everyone did the Harlem Shake, when everybody did... 
Ice bucket challenge. Ice bucket challenge, ALS ice bucket challenge and even flossing which yeah. is really fucking boring They're no makeup it. selfie no makeup selfie I mean yeah I've never done any of these <laughs> but I mean the ALS ice bucket challenge was for charity originally and yeah, then kind of got overtaken good. at least the no makeup selfie was a bit more related to charity but like flossing and the Harlem <clears throat> shake it's just boring nonsense I did quite like the Harlem shake actually for the first two videos yeah yeah it's true mannequin challenge mannequin challenge it's good as well this is why you like I'm planking and koala I lying down game. I think I'm just not internet savvy enough to really know about these things until they're already on the out. Counter, I'm very internet savvy. It's my job and I think it's boring too. So. <laughs> and I'm it's just daily. Somewhere in the middle. I'm, I'm uh, a normie. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like the average person. That's but you're like, ironic. Isn't this neat? I'm you're like, ironically an early adopter because you probably hey get into it earlier than most normal people. Very that's nice. why you find it interesting. Maybe. I thought flossing was like miming when gentlemen might dry their um, undercarriage, undercarriage with the towel. I thought it would be like, yeah. Yeah. I literally have no idea what flossing is. It's like when they dance like this. Oh, is that flossing? That's flossing. And that's quite big now, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's boring. It's a thing. Okay. Is it a Fortnite thing? Yeah. I've seen some of the footballers do it when they <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, score yeah, a goal. Yeah. <laughs> you treat yourself to a sip of girls. <laughs> Good the knowledge. only reason Nels knows what it is is because she loves football. <laughs> it's because I briefly got into the World Cup for four weeks and now I'm like, yeah, I fucking know everything. I know some shit. Yeah. yeah. I've seen footballs. stuff. I've seen stuff. Yeah, like Gareth Southgate. <laughs> I've, heard he's, I've heard he's a big deal around these parts. He's kind of a big deal. Oh, we've um, derailed a story. Sorry. No one's fine. died yet. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's nearly over. I, I've died telling this story. <laughs> um, but anyway, a couple of instances of it being like really popular. It made news in September twenty it made news in September two thousand and nine when seven doctors and nurses working at the Great Western Hospital in Swindon, England, were suspended. Also not far from There you go. Hey. <laughs> You're the epicenter in this. This was big where I'm from and I Missed it. Yeah. Didn't care. Elle's in the M4 corridor. Yeah. Dominating the podcast this week. Um, they were suspended for planking whilst on duty. Mm. In May 2011, Max Key, who, who was the son of the New Zealand Prime Minister John Key, uploaded a photograph on Facebook of himself planking on a lounge suite. His father was standing behind him. Sorry, on a lounge suite? So he was just lying on the sofa? Yeah, but face down, so I suppose that isn't necessarily normal. That's not how I lounge on myself. I mean, it's not good planking. It depends how hungover you are, doesn't it? It's whether you're... (sighs) Yeah, I suppose so. Um, The photograph was reproduced on the front page of the New Zealand Herald. Um, John Key did confirm that the photograph was real and remarked that he doesn't doesn't see anything wrong with planking when done safely, but he was criticised for his appearance in the photograph with some going as far as to comment that he killed the meme. Old man kills me. Mm. Not surprising. Um, I mean, but, he probably did. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. yeah. But here we go. This is the crux of it. This is why we're all here. In uh, May 2011, so just oh. before Max Key did that picture, Acton Beale, a 20-year-old man from Brisbane, Australia, plunged to his death after attempting to plank on a seventh-floor balcony. <laughs> I remember that story. Officers were told by witnesses that he had been preparing to lie on a balcony rail when he fell to his death. He lost his footing and fell to the ground below. Ironically, not ironically, um, this actually caused planking to become even more famous. Lots of people kind of um, 
what, there was lots of local authorities and councils saying don't plank anymore it's dangerous etc etc which only made people want to do it more but there haven't been any deaths since then and it actually has kind of died down anyway as, as a trend but we just are filled with other shit that people are doing for attention like the aforementioned Harlem Shake and ALS I feel like but no one's, no one's going to die from flossing are they? No well, from the if they jump up on the top of a balcony like wall and floss up there, then yes, maybe they will. Like you say, no one will die from planking. But if you pl- and I'm not blaming the person that did it, but if you take it to that extreme, extreme, then you're putting yourself in quite a lot of danger. I sound like a twat. I'm not blaming anyone to do it, but no, no, no. no. But it wasn't planking. No, per it, was doing it was the it environment that he put him yeah. yeah, you're right. It wasn't planking that killed him. It was the environment that he was putting yeah. himself in to do the extreme planking. Yeah, I think anything <laughs> any deaths or injuries that arise from just like trying to do something that's like a bit funny that everyone's doing is just super tragic. But it's it? that whole like horribleness of the one-upmanship of just trying to go bigger and better yeah. and doing like more dangerous, more extreme versions of it that is kind of I don't know. Do you remember the Kylie Jenner challenge? Oh yeah, that was fucking horrible. It was like putting, like sucking yeah, your lips suck into your lips a glass yeah. or a oh, bottle, yeah. and then they'd get all puffed up and sexy because apparently that's sexy. But then just glass shattered on people's mouths and cut them to shreds. There was a very weird thing that went around when I was at school, and it wasn't on the internet, obviously, because this would have been like two thousand and three, maybe four. So before, kind of social media, where you would breathe really deeply and then blow oh, on your American thumb. dream and you'd like really go lightheaded and nearly pass out yeah yeah or you would pass out yeah what the fuck was yeah. that around that was my my, my generation but my you know uh, certainly my sister and my sister is maybe like seven years older than you anyway like a, a significant generation I feel like maybe it's this is one of those things that kids have always done mm. like we basically hyperventilate. In, when we did it as kids, it was called American Dreaming. Basically, breathed as hard as you could for like five minutes. Yeah. And then you stood against the wall and got your mate to like press your neck. Fucking So hell. that you couldn't really breathe, <laughs> breathe in or breathe out. Is that fun? Is you, that fun to no, do? No, but you know, kids are idiots, aren't they? I yeah. did it when I was 13 or 14. Did you pass out? Passed out. Oh, love. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not surprising. <laughs> Literally. That's, that's the end game of that, I guess. I remember like... Waking up to my mate slapping my stomach and being like, what the fuck happened? I had no idea. And sometimes I think back to that and think, how much danger did I put myself in? I don't know. And have I, I don't know, am I, could I have done more with my life if I hadn't done that? I mean, probably not. You haven't, I don't think you killed any brain cells. Mate, when I was at school, I was playing with pogs. I was playing what's the time, Did you never do any any version of that that we've just talked about? You didn't. I kind of assumed just everyone... Everyone did. Maybe it skipped a generation. I'm kind maybe. of in between you two, so. Yeah. All right, maybe. <laughs> We're not generations apart. Though. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years apart, that's it. Time time moves pretty fast from the 90s onwards, so maybe we are. Time moves pretty fast. If you don't stand stand around and look, you might miss it. That's a butchered quote from. <laughs> I appreciate it. We all do. Anyway, that's my story. Well done. I've ruined yours, lady, anyway, so. Thanks for slagging off Disneyland story, because <laughs> I'm about to tell you one. Damn it. I have got a Disneyland story for you. Fuck. Better shut your ears, squares. <laughs> Do you want to leave? Gonna, I'll just go. I'll just leave the group. absolutely hate it. I'm going to tell you the story of America Sings. 
I don't know what this is, so... Good, yeah, it's not... About to tell us. I totally... Oh, oh. Hold your <laughs> It was, I, th- I feel like you can leave in the Disneyland slagging off because this isn't the same sort it's of fucking thing. ironic I'm as well. You. Okay. First of all, big shout out to Kev for suggesting this. Kev! Um, he was like, <laughs> we were talking about maybe getting like some secret code words in my uh, story this week, but he was like, just say Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> so, reference me by name, please. <laughs> so, but how will he break that code? <laughs> Kev, so, do you understand? You, Kevin. Thank you to Kevin for suggesting this because I hadn't actually heard of it. So America Sings was a, I don't, it's not a ride. America Sings was a feature of Disneyland in Anaheim, California in 1974. So this is old school. This is like, I think, the original Disneyland. Okay. Um, I've been to said Disneyland and it's got lots of really uh, old school rides. It's where the original like Tower of Terror was. I, I'm fairly sure, haven't done my research clearly on Disney, but I'm pretty sure it was before Disney World, which is in Florida. Right. Um, cut to, what is your problem with Disneyland? <laughs> I just Sarah? don't really like theme parks. Okay, and fine, Disney, yeah. I don't get Disney. So you, like... did, you did clarify, yeah, the... The parades, the yeah. singing, the dancing, the joy. Fucking hate it all. If you had kids and they really wanted to go to Disneyland, would you just be like, nah, mate? I mean, it's expensive. I can't fucking afford it. I just probably won't have kids because I just can't be bothered to go to Disneyland. You can put that on my fucking grave. <laughs> she didn't have kids because she didn't want to take them to, to Disneyland. I learned recently, so my pal at work went to Disneyland Paris in the freaking heat wave. Mate. And I was like, I'm very concerned for the Mickeys. <laughs> This is what I think about people running the London Marathon in, like, cosplay. (laughs) The furries running the London Marathon. The furries doing anything (laughs) extreme with thrusting. We haven't thought about the furries population in this summer's heatwave. Poor furries. Hopefully they've got air conditioning or (laughs) fans. Well, so I learnt that um, my knowledgeable friend, my knowledgeable Disney friend, was saying that they only give them max 30 minutes at a time in the Mickeys, and then they also have little... uh, Fans that circulate yeah, within the, the Mickey in the mix, yeah. They've thought about it. We can cut this, but speaking of men in suits, men and women in suits, have you seen that new football mascot that was revealed oh, this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a local football team that's sponsored by like um, an electrician outlet, and mm. their new mascot is a combi boiler. It's <laughs> <laughs> like him, like with the team. Warming up just in a boiler. Try, trying to get the kids excited, and they haven't even put goggly eyes it's on. Just it. it's, with, it's just a man. It's just a man with a square boiler. box on him. It's like putting a kid in a box. I fucking love it. Yeah, it brought me, brought me. It brought me so much joy. I'm have you seen? While we're on, like, let's fucking keep this in. While we're on um, mascots, have you seen the David Shrigley designed mascot for some Glaswegian football club that I can't remember that we can add in? It's very, very funny. You don't need to keep this in. It's called Kingsley, and it looks like a just like a weird kind of um, aggressive cartoon character. It's very, very good. I'll send you a link. It's like when Patty and Selma in The Simpsons create a mascot for the Olympics, and it's a it's just cigarette, cigarette yeah, gun yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. like discus. <laughs> I saw a picture of that the other day, and I laughed for about four minutes. <laughs> it's very good. We'll put that on Instagram. Anyway, anyway. sorry. Anyway. American Sing. America Sings. America Sings. An attraction. At Disneyland, that's the word, not a ride or a, a 
whatever else I was trying to think. Anyway. It's the one where they go on a boat and they think it's a small world. Well, this is exactly the type of thing that we're talking about. Or to put it in terms Sarah will understand... Duff beer for me, <laughs> duff beer for you. Love it. I'll have a duff. Yeah, you'll have one too. The reason I know about that ride is because that's one of the few Simpsons episodes that I remember. <laughs> okay. When they go on it and hmm. they do that, right, in the Simpsons? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's that is a so it's a small, small world after all. And yeah. Duff beer for me, duff beer for you is is on a um like a water ride. Yeah. That's so what I'm going around of. in a little boat yeah. and Lisa falls off and drinks it and turns into the lizard. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's a great one, to be fair. That's yeah, a classic. It's an absolute classic. Anyway, so America Sinks is an attraction at Disneyland in Anaheim, California that opened in 1974. It replaced an old attraction called Carousel of Progress that moved from Anaheim to Florida and moved to Disney World. That's all you need to know about the Carousel of Progress because. Who makes an attraction for children called the Carousel of Progress? Nonsense. I mean, I would, but I'm not, I'm not in charge of fun for kids. <laughs> the Carousel of Intersectional Feminism. <laughs> That's what I'm opening. The setup of America Sings is you have a circuit. So imagine a theatre in the round, right? Mm-hmm. And you have a stage in the middle. And then theatre seating kind of going up in rows all around it, surrounding it entirely. But the middle stage and the subsequent theatre seat sections are all divided into six. Okay. And the theatre seat sections revolve around the inner stage. So basically, if say if you're sat in the audience, you're seeing one sixth, like a Trivial Pursuit um, counter. Great. A pie. So you're seeing one sixth at a time and your seat is moving round. Right. And you're seeing one sixth at a time. Right. Does that make sense? So the stage is section two? Yes, exactly. Fine. Okay. So you can, at no point can you see the entire stage. Fine. And you're moving around. Um, so the... Basically, so you go in and it's a sequence. The first and last scenes of America Sings involve the loading and un- unloading of guests. So for, for two of the segments, you're just getting on or off. Safe. Like Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Pay for that. Um, well, the other four scenes, or acts, I don't know why it's in quotation marks, <laughs> just acts. It's so fine. cool. Fine. <laughs> Depicted a particular era of America. So you had little scenes depicting different stages of America, all populated by animatronic puppets. Amazing. Cool. Great. Very cool. Um, the main uh, animatronic puppets were... An American. Oh no, sorry. Sorry, the show's master of ceremonies. Oh, <laughs> crucial. Was an American bald eagle named Sam, and an owl named Ollie. Lovely. So they they took you through this journey of four different scenes through it's America's history. Fucking terrifying. It may have been slightly terrifying. Remind me to tell you a funny story about one of the uh, puppets. <laughs> after I've told this <laughs> harrowing Not tale. safe for work. <laughs> no. no, I mean, I can, yeah, we can stay in the podcast, but let, let me tell the story first. Why, just be patient, Alice. It's <laughs> a problem. Why are you making me tell you about the puppets? Anyway, I'm joking. Uh, so, so you had the Master of Ceremonies taking you through the four scenes. Between each act, as the theatre rotated, the lights blacked out and the theatre illuminated with flashing stars. 
And during the rotations, Sam the Eagle sang about the next era the audience was about to enter, reprising the chorus of Yankee Doodle. This yep. sounds super patriotic, super American. Sung by a bald eagle. Sung by, it couldn't be more American. Also, at some point in each act, a weasel would suddenly appear on the scene, <laughs> spouting the title line, Pop Goes the Weasel, for a total of five times. Seems like too much. It's a bit overwhelming. It's too many for... weasels. There's too also many good... songs, I think. Yeah. Like, where Characters, are we? songs, weasels, too much. Yeah. Sensory overload for kids. So, the American Sings, bearing in mind they'd had this carousel of progress that then fucked off to Florida to a far superior land, <laughs> Disneyland by all, by all accounts. Um, but America Sings opened in uh, the end of June in 1974. Just nine days after the attraction opened, tragedy struck. Mm-mm. And this is where it gets a little bit sad, sorry. Because 18-year-old hostess Deborah Gale Stone was accidentally crushed to death between oh. two walls. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this God. Is oh, sorry. Basically, um, a narrow... So if you consider the kind of seating area is turning around and around and all of the guests are moving with it... A narrow channel between a stationary wall and a rotating wall was open, and it's yet it's inconclusive still. Stone either fell, stepped backwards, or tried to jump from one stage to the other as a rotating wall began to move. So basically, the wall is where you're moving around the four segments. The wall itself is moving every two to four minutes, depending on how long each segment is. It's not like a constantly rotating thing. It kind of moves the audience into position, clicks there, stays there, and then moves on for the next one. So... As she was jumping or stepping, it started to move and it was very, very bad timing. Um, So she was crushed to death between two walls. Um, uh, Apparently, uh, it wasn't actually noticed until the carousel was being reset for a new cycle. One of the audience audience members uh, claimed to have heard Stone's screams and notified park staff... Um, but other employees didn't notice the body until the end of the show and thought that Deborah's screams were part of the show. Oh, I God. don't really know. How like, do you yeah. miss that? Like, how do you miss that person not know. being around? Like, if you just don't think that, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's pretty tragic. But anyway, by the time the, um, by the time her colleagues and audience members got to her, it was just too late. And she had died from her injuries. Um, Stone's parents sued Dis- Disneyland for the death of their daughter, which apparently resulted in a small settlement. So obviously after the accident, the attraction was abruptly closed down, remained closed while safety lights were being installed in the area where the incident occurred, cleaned up. Like it's just, again, it's one of those things that you just don't really, you wouldn't necessarily think about until it happens. Again, we always talk about like the improved health and safety. Um, So everyone was there on, it only just opened having a nice time and um, this tragic death occurred. Um, later on, the walls in the theatre were remodelled, so they would break away in case a similar accident happened. Uh, the attraction reopened just three days after the incident. That's it. Very short. It does, right? And it didn't close. The attraction didn't actually close until 1988. So, so it was it closed quite like a while. 14 years later. Yeah. Um, so basically, that's that's the story. It's like this kind of new exciting family friendly kind of maybe a little bit like balloon fest 
that we talked about a few episodes ago, this kind of something that was supposed to be very joyous and family friendly just ends up in tragedy. Something that um, you would not expect to happen. Yeah, and something that no one could have necessarily predicted. Um, yeah, sorry, it's not, it's quite sad. Yeah, that's really sad. But yeah, mm. hadn't read that as part of the... It, yeah, because it's not like someone coming off a roller coaster. And not a guest, I guess, yeah. as well. Yeah. I find it really ridiculous that um, it was obviously noted in that that it was a small settlement that she got. Not that you should sue people yeah. for millions of pounds, but it's more a case of if it's bloody she, Disney, like yeah, the, yeah, your shoddy, not shoddy, but the obviously the workmanship and the kind of plan of it mm. led to her death. Mm-hmm. She was doing what she was supposed to be doing, so mm. there is no one else at fault apart from Disney. No, absolutely. That whole no one dies at Disney thing is weird. Like how? So what they? It used to be, or maybe this was an urban legend, but it used to be that no one died at Disney, i.e. there was never never a reported death at Disney because they would never declare them dead on site. That they would only be ever... Yeah, de- think of the PR. They'd only ever be declared de- dead at the hospital, wherever they got to, so no one could ever be said Jesus to have died Christ. on Disneyland, Disney World property. Obviously, that's not the case anymore because it happens for lots of different reasons. There's punch-ups, there was a shootout in one of the parking lots, things like that. There's many reasons that aren't always Disney negligence, unlike this, which obviously mm. is Disney negligence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know whether that is actually a, a thing, but most of the time when it started happening, it just wasn't declared on site. It's meant to be the happiest place on earth. People don't die on the happiest place on earth. It's a bit depressing if they do. Yeah, they just live forever and just slowly deteriorate. Well, Walt Disney's cryogenically frozen, isn't he? So Is he actually? I don't know, again, is not sure. Also, yeah, I believe he is, and also isn't he a huge Nazi? He's it's a massive anti-Semite, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Do you want the... I've got quite a light note to end this on. Yeah, <laughs> Because this, this part of it really amused me. In 1986, two audio-animatronic geese were taken out of... Well, first of all, geese is a very funny Word. <laughs> word. Um, I remember playing um, Cards Against Humanity once and someone deployed geese as, uh, you know, one of the blanks and it was the funniest thing I've ever heard and I nearly pissed myself. <laughs> okay, two two animatronic geese were taken out of the attraction. Their skin was removed, leaving only the robotic skeletons. Their heads were then replaced and they were used as two talkative G2 droids in the queue to Star Tours, which would open in early 1987. They were redeployed as little robot guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really like Sure. That. Hey. Just take the geese out, take skin their em. skin off, pop them in the uh, queue to Star Tours. Yeah. People are going to love it. Reduce, Doesn't reduce, matter they don't look like recycle. droids. Don't matter. They've what? got wings. Why Who cares? Yeah. Fine. People don't care about what droids look like. Just fucking do it. Tom, come on. And uh, one of them, named G2 slash 90, still sings a modified version of I've Been Working on the Railroad, which I guess is one of the old America sings. It's a slave song, so oh, they should be singing it anyway. No, yeah. they shouldn't, but it's been right, retitled I've Been Looking at the Same Bag. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Cultural appropriation. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, so they're robot geese now. and um, Still going. Still going. Happily Ooh. ever after. I mean, yeah, bummer, but... Um, interesting nonetheless yeah Disney god damn yeah I probably wouldn't I went when I was um, not to California to Flowrider and uh, I'm shit at theme parks as well so I didn't in fact I think I've touched on this before it was when it wasn't this wasn't the whole thing but at one point we were wherever a rocking roller coaster is my brother told me to go on it and I didn't tell me 
He convinced me to go on it and said it didn't go upside down and it did twice. <gasps> and you cried. Bastard. Did you cry? Did you hate it? I don't think I cried. I just, I, I didn't love it. Traumatised. But to be fair on him, I think I was quite a, like a weed about it, which I would be now because I just don't get a lot of pleasure from fair, like from theme park rides. Yeah. And um, I think he was trying to get me to go on things that he thought I'd like and um, I didn't. <laughs> so he was just trying to get me involved and I was refusing so yeah i think my, my point was i've been but i'm not the best person to go on a on a theme park holiday it would turn out i tried to overcome my fear about rides and slides uh when we went to barcelona together Uh-oh. and dislocated my knee coming down a water slide that went very badly very yes. went very well Els and i were at the top of that slide when it happened and Els didn't want to go on it Els, we were walking uh, up yeah. together because yeah, this was the third anyway. one yeah. and i was like look i'm going on it and i fucking hate them i'm petrified it will be fine and then at the bottom of the slide, my knee was disjointed from the rest of my body. So I take it all back. Just don't do it. Yeah. If you're hyper mobile. We, we were stood at the top and you know how like at the top of those super kamikaze steep water slides, you have to obviously wait for the person at the bottom to get out of the water before you go down. And me and Elsa stood at the top and Squares has gone down with our friend Sam and we're like, are they getting out? What's happened? And I, no, I heard Sarah's you. Sh- screaming. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I thought I heard someone shout something. Bearing in mind, we're bloody really far away up at the top of the yeah. slide. And then you just still weren't getting out. And I was like to Els, should we walk down? <laughs> should we what's... get down? Yes. Should we walk down? I think, yeah. That was, yeah. So I just, I'm like not, not entertaining it anymore. Just don't want to go on rides. Just no. Don't, don't give a fuck. I was just worried because like I'd gone on a milder one and my bikini top had come off. So <laughs> compar- that comparatively, that's nothing compared to you. No, still, yeah, that's still pretty bad though, Popping your knee out of its joint. Anyway, yeah. Disney. Disney. Careful. Careful. Be Watch careful. yourself. Careful Watch yourself. <laughs> what's your story? Tell us a story. Um, your bullet pointed story. Always bullet pointed. This time not double line space though. Ugh, errors. That's right. a nice highlighter, isn't it? Very I'm good. I'm just saying, sorry. I'm Gorgeous. showing off. I've got like the nicest highlighter. That's Sexy ever highlighter. Yeah, love it. Right. Mine takes place in 1998, which was a great year. Yeah. Montel Jordan. This is how we do it. I reckon. This is how we do it. I reckon. It. 1998. Construction started on the Millennium Dome. Ooh. Nothing to do with this story. Oh. Well. I feel like that's quite, They only gave themselves two years. Well. Not much, is it? Cocky. They got it done in time, though, didn't they? Yeah. Well done. Accidentally did it over the uh, Blackwall Tunnel. Anyway, this is in a construction <laughs> podcast. Is it not? Fine. This isn't a town planning podcast. <laughs> UK hosted the Eurovision Sun Contest. For the last time ever. Holy. Yeah. In Birmingham. Was that the year Gina G won? Was it Katrina and the Waves. Oh, Gina G was me. British, wasn't she? She was yeah. Australian, wasn't she? No? This is not a Eurovision podcast either. Anyway. I'm sure it's Katrina and the Waves, though, that won right. that for anyway. that. Probably. Someone Google it. DVDs home. were released for the first time. Brilliant. In 98. Already. There's a lot going on in 98. <laughs> 98 was, yeah. Destiny's Child landed on the scene with no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Got it in my diary. <laughs> and all other manner of good stuff. Oh, um, that is a tune, isn't it? Brilliant, brilliant song. Brilliant, brilliant. What a brilliant song. <laughs> Seminal <laughs> Destiny's Child song. Uh, it's not my favourite. My favourite's Jumping, Jumping, if you need to know. Is it? Mm, yeah, like categorically. Yeah, it's Hands that down. Is good, to be fair. I like a lot of Destiny's Child song. Don't. Like Survivor, but Jumping well, Jumping's yeah, my favourite. Jumping Jumping's a great one. Uh, it was also the year an American businessman and adventurer 
Steve Fawcett narrowly escaped death when he fell from a hot air balloon. Ooh. What's he doing going in a hot air balloon? What's he doing going out of a hot air balloon? (laughs) Yeah. More to the point. I'll tell you both, I'll tell you both. Okay, great. Go. Weirdly, last night I was having a chat with Matt and I was like, I just don't know what to do this week. I've got no, I just didn't have a lot of inspiration. Normally I can like think of a category or something. And he was like, oh, why don't you do hot air balloon deaths? And I was like, well, that's not that weird. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll look for a near miss because I've not done that for a while. And then this popped up that was like about hot air balloon. Coincidentally. Nice. Weird. Anyway. Coincidentally, are there a lot of hot air balloon deaths? I don't know because I didn't look specifically for her air. I looked for uh, near misses. Okay, fine. So maybe, probably. I mean, you're in a you're in the air in a basket, so probably. Because <laughs> they're very slow and they're very steady. I feel like there probably isn't. How quickly would it go down? Well, we'll find out. Okay, great. So, um, so Fawcett was interested in adventure from an early age. And as a Boy Scout, he focused on activities that required persistence and endurance as he did not have a natural gift for athletics. Same. Welcome to my world. Same, bruv. <laughs> Fine. I feel you. At 13, he reached the highest level of the Boy Scouts. He became an Eagle Scout. Don't know what that means, but good if you're into Scouts. Good. Uh, when he went to Stanford University, he had the reputation as being an adventurer. He was... <sighs> So That's code him, for... That guy, I'm all the ladies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, he was dared to swim to Alcatraz Ugh. that had been closed for two years by this time uh, and hang a banner on the wall. And I didn't write down what it said, the banner, but it was something a bit shit. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, this guy's a dick. So lame, yeah. you couldn't be bothered to write it down. <laughs> so he, made, he did make the swim, but he was then sent away by a guard, so he didn't get to hang the banner on uh, one of the prison walls. Shame. Probably just do something else then, mate. Yeah. Probably just, just go for a, a lovely just walk. Get a just get alive. Oh, um, well, we're really laying into him, aren't we? Oh, sorry. Sorry. After college, he went into the world of business. Mm-hmm. Ba, ba, ba. Um, and he became very successful in the world of trading and sales, I believe. There was a whole few paragraphs on it, but it was all to do with like trading, blah, 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 commodities. And I couldn't be bothered to read it because it was boring as Shit. We're not a business podcast, so fair. But he made millions. Shortcut, he was a prick. Yeah. He fair. made millions in the world of business. Well done, Steve. Well done. Is his name Steve? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, as a floor trader, I was very aggressive and I worked hard. Those same traits helped me in adventure sports. Oh. I feel like Taipei. Yeah, yeah. defo. Defo at Taipei. Prick. Anyway, all that... Businessing meant that, that he business time. Yeah, he oh, so much business. <laughs> oh, I'm so too full much up business, of business. Not enough fun. So he felt that he wasn't continuing with these interesting activities that he did as an Eagle Scout and a Stanford University Alpha Papa, blah, 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 whatever the fuck it is when you're in a. Do what he needs to do. Drugs. Get, <laughs> he needs to get laid. I'm sorry. He needs to have sex and do drugs. <laughs> Yeah, fair Sorry. enough. Uh, Steve, what about <laughs> just go back twenty years, have sex with someone, please, and then maybe just drugs. Have sex with someone. Please have sex with someone, Steve. Come on, give it a go. We're just saying. What's give it the a worst go. that could happen? Yeah. So he felt that um, he wasn't getting enough time doing his adventuring while he was working because he was just like trade, 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 money, 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 sell, sell, sell. So he dedicated because he'd been dedicating all this time to that so 
In the early 90s, he began to pick his adventurous hobbies back up again. Nice one, Steve. So, he was a very experienced aviator, and he wanted to become the first person to successfully complete a solo trip around the world in a hot air balloon. Uh, in the 90s? Yeah. I can't believe it hadn't been done before. I mean, I do believe, I believe you, Els. Sorry, I, I realised, on reflection, on listening to a lot of our podcasts, I'm like, I can't believe that. <laughs> and I'm, what, what I mean is I don't think, Els, you're talking shit, you haven't done your research. I mean, uh, like, oh, isn't that weird and interesting? <laughs> like, Can you verify that, please? I just don't really believe it. So. I mean, it might be wrong. I look at two, three tops when I do my research. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so, it was during his fourth attempt at getting around the world in a hot air balloon in a in a basket attached to a balloon around the world with a bit of fire in the middle yeah uh, 15,200 miles into his trip travel struck are you sure this is not just a story about Richard fucking Branson the American Richard Branson he tried to do this too didn't he what, he's did, a prick okay well I mean he might be his counterpart but this is definitely not Richard Branson no, 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 unless yeah. Richard Branson has a pseudonym Steve Fawcett Thanks, Corby. <laughs> Sorry. So whilst we don't get at least three Simpsons reference in every episode, and it's not my oh, fucking podcast. Yeah. Um, so whilst he was flying over the South Pacific, Fawcett's team's chief meteorologist, yep, warned him that he was approaching a line of thunderstorms. Ooh. So he was like, "Watch out! Be careful!" In response to this, Fawcett tried to climb above the storms and at an altitude of 30,000 feet in a fucking hot air balloon. That's like you go up to in a plane, isn't it? 30,000 feet. Yeah. In a basket in the sky. He was in a balloon. I mean, right, yeah. That seems weird because if you, like, we talked about people that get sucked out of planes. Yes, but we had the whole thing of, like, the thing that sucks you out of planes is the difference between the pressure you're at and the pressure Uh, outside. You can be outside in that pressure. Yeah. And also the injuries through glass. That's usually what kills you. That's a big thing. Rather yeah. than it just being the altitude. Yeah. Um, so he thought he'd risen above them. Uh, he could see sheets of hail all around the balloon. And whilst he was up there, at some points he was descending at 2,500 feet a minute. <laughs> which is fucking terrifying. It really uh. is. The wind tore at the balloon and the compartment that held the helium gas ruptured. Um, so it left only the hot air compartment to keep the balloon lifted. He attempted to lighten the balloon by throwing fuel tanks overboard. So he did manage to slow the descent of the balloon down, but inevitably he did hit the water. He said of the crash when he hit the sea, I was very surprised. I thought it would kill me. But I think because he'd taken enough stuff out, it must have but slowed down descent, enough. Yeah. It, the impact didn't hit, kill him. So water was pouring into the capsule, um, but inevit- But even so, the balloon's propane burners set it on fire. So well, the was... wa- they set the water on fire? Yeah, the balloon. And um, I guess if there was enough... Oh, they set the capsule on fire. So. Yeah, I think I so. Was like, I was the like, wick effect. What does, pressure, what does um, propane do? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he managed to grab his life raft and dive to safety through the capsule submerged hatch. And he also retrieved a radio distress beacon... Uh, and that began transmitting automatically. So apparently when that hit the water, it would automatically send transmission signals out. So his team in St. Louis were able to pinpoint his exact location through his handhold 
beacon, burr, whatever, beacons. Uh, within a few hours, a French reconnaissance plane found him and dropped a life raft to him. And the sea was calm, but rescuers were concerned because quite nearby him was a reef uh, that was quite often full of full sharks. Of, sharks. of yeah. course, of course, it was full of sharks. Yeah, so he was in shark-infested waters after crashing out of a hot air balloon from an electric thunderstorm. <laughs> that he would, yeah, yeah. And, and the hot air balloon was on fire, by the way, as he crashed out. Yeah, yeah. It's not a great day for anyone. I would say it's. At least a four out of ten. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not... I've had worse, I've had better. Think of the adrenaline, though. Yeah. I'd just be sick. <laughs> I'd just be sick and I'd just drown, probably. After... I'm not much of a survivalist, as you can tell <laughs> from this podcast. I'm like, I give this up. Uh, after he'd been in the water for ten hours, Ooh. he was picked up by a privately owned Australian boat. So, he survived and... In 2002, he did manage to reach his aim of becoming the first person to fly solo around the world in a hot air balloon. How many years later is that? Four years later? Four years later. Oh, wow. So we do mock him, but he did do it. I'm just, Get back I, on that I horse. Maintain, what did Phileas Fogg do then? If he didn't go around the world in a hot air Was balloon. In, a hot, in, eight, in 80 days, no less. <laughs> I've seen the film, I've read the book. I've, re- I've eaten the crisps. But this is also what I was going to ask you, and I don't know if you know this. I won't. Because, but surely he. How long does it take to do this? Like, how long does it take to go round the world? How big is the circumference of the world? Surely it would take, I don't know, a month, two months. Don't know, mate. You fly to Australia and it takes you twenty four hours. Like, how are you going to survive? I don't really know how fast hot air balloons go. No, I don't. I don't know. I'll look it up. We'll look it up. We'll come back to it. I think when people say, do they stop and then? Go for a wee, have a lovely sleep. Where does he sleep? How does he eat? What's he up to? Ooh, maybe does like he piss a... over the side? Maybe it's a really elaborate hot air balloon. Like maybe it's got maybe like it's a like caravan. Fancy. Maybe caravan in the sky. Interestingly, about Steve Fawcett, which I didn't really look massively into because it's kind of another story, potentially another story. But in, he disappeared in 2007 after setting off on his light aircraft and allegedly the plane crashed which I'm sure it did but I don't think they ever conclusively determined so he's just not around anymore so he disappeared 11 years ago and there's never been like a full conclusive this is what happened to him faked his own death I think that may have been a theory bet ya bet he lost all of his money in trading faked his own death just floating around in the sky in a hot air balloon caravan. Steve, if you're listening, holler at us. Get, now's the time. Now's the time to get get back into Maybe the real world. Maybe slagging him off has enraged him enough to surface. <laughs> I'll have you know. <laughs> Those stupid bitches. Oh, I'm supposed to be dead. Um, <laughs> we're really making a lot of assumptions about this yeah, guy. Yeah, we really are. Sorry, Steve. Don't care. Oh, okay, fine, yeah. Fine, we don't care. Yeah, so that's Steve and his near miss. Dice with death in a hot air balloon. Would you go on one? Absolutely not. I definitely would. Would you? Yeah. They're so gentle. Unless you're trying to fly Go around the world fly through one. a thunderstorm over the sea. I just, I mean, I don't know if it's evident throughout the series of this podcast, but I'm just really boring and scared of things, so... It doesn't make you boring. No, it does. No. I don't even want to go in the plane on Friday to Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love flying, and now I fucking hate it. I think that's a real... I know quite a few people that have got more and more scared of flying the older they've got. 
Because anyone just... that listens to our podcast is going to be scared. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, this is true. Like Matt's had to legitimately, he won't listen to the ones where we talk about mm. flying because uh, he's he's developed a bit of a thing about it. I think mm, trigger warnings. Um, girl crushes. Fine. Mine is really basic. Fine. And reference to you listening to Radio Four in the morning. I did you. Is it John? Is it John? No, no, it's not. But in what you do in the morning, feminist icon. He definitely isn't. Um, It's for what I do in the morning. I just really enjoy Naga Manchetti on Mm. BBC Breakfast. We watch BBC Breakfast in the mornings. I like knowing what the time is at all times, so I know what I'm doing in the morning. Dan Walker's fine, even though he's a creationist, and I find that a bit weird. Is he? Yes, yes, he is. But Naga, Naga is brilliant. She's good. I don't really care about golf. Fine, she's a golfer. But she's just normal. She's quite funny. Her acerbic wit brings me joy in the mornings. I genuinely dislike it when she's not doing BBC Breakfast. When she's on holiday, when she's having a well-deserved day off. I don't enjoy it. But she's my favourite. She's very funny. She's very normal. Dan Walker was fanning her on breakfast this morning and it was just quite funny. I like it when things go wrong on BBC Breakfast. It's hilarious. Um, and I think she's great. She's got great hair. She looks great. I've got she a lot of time great, for her. Yeah. We had her once in a, in my old walk of life. We had her chair a conference session. It's just one of those about wind. Like, yeah, about wind. It's kind of like um, well, actually, it was about um, I think this one was about a wave energy or tidal energy. Anyway, renewable yeah. energy. And she was ice cold ice cold like ice cold in like a cool, cool way not cool in like humor. a frosty way she was a cool character anyway <laughs> i got a lot of time for her um yeah she's very cool nice yeah i really yeah. like her i don't know why she's not been mine before because she's kind of my daily constant mm. not you daily constant a daily everyday constant mm-hmm. monday to friday anyway i don't get up in time for beefy's breakfast on the weekends why would you as you do yours first yeah just have to watch it in Okay, so I was feeling like, because we're, I don't know why, but whenever we record earlier, I'm always like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I didn't know who to do. And then I remembered that I got sent a link to an essay by Zadie Smith, The Lazy River, which is like an essay that she wrote about basically a metaphor for she was on holiday and there was a lazy river and we're all in a lazy river, essentially, not really paying that much attention, just kind of going round and round. But anyway... It was a really interesting essay. I'm not bright enough to knock it all down into... Metaphors and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it reminded me that she's legitimately one of my favourite writers. Yeah. I really love her books. I loved N.W. It's, it's probably one of the fav- my favourite books of hers and just in general. So then I was like, oh, yeah. Sadie Smith. She's cool as fuck. Very nice. Cool as yeah, fuck. nice. Love her books. Is it, her, is it her brother who's Doc Brown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking hell, what a family. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really amazing. What's her most recent book? Um, Swing Time. Mm. Yeah, I really want to read that. Mm. I've heard so many people say good things about it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think my f- <laughs> my favourite is NW, but on Beauty, and I can't remember it, but there was a passage in it about the rela- like sibling relationships because I think in that book there's an older brother, a middle sister, and a younger brother... And in my family, as an older sister, middle brother, younger sister. Mm-hmm. And there was like, just she just summarised something so succinctly about sibling relationships. It made me cry. It was Aww. really powerful. And I wish I had it. I wish I could remember it, but I can't. But We can, um, we can post a quote of it on Instagram or something. Yeah, I'll try and find it. I've got the book 
somewhere. That's I think nice. it might still be in a box somewhere, but anyway. Very nice. Beautiful. Cheers. My girl crush. Mm-hmm. Hit us. <laughs> With your girl crush dick. Now, I'm not going to fucking say her name right. It's either Jane Krakowski or Jane Krakowski. Yeah. So not much. sure which. I don't know. Well, because you can either, it's like either the anglicised version or the Polish version, yeah. right? However she pronounces it. Um, obviously, we know I'm obsessed with Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. And I think Jane's character, so she's an actress, I think Jane's character in it is one of the funniest characters that's ever been written. I'm also totally obsessed with 30 Rock and Jenna is definitely one of the funniest characters in there. I never watched Ellie McBeal. I was, was going to say, like, yeah, yeah, that's I how did. I originally knew yeah. her. But yeah, Ellie McBeal wasn't a pinpoint of my... I did watch quite a lot it was, of it. It was so popular though, wasn't it? But yeah, I, I've never... Weirdly popular, know. yeah. God, I've forgotten about Ali McBeal. I used to watch that and I was probably too young to be watching yeah, it. That's, I think I was too young to watch it as well, but I did watch it. Yeah. The dancing... CGI, like baby. CGI baby, yeah, it was that's weird, all I've. Wasn't it? It's probably quite good, you know. If we if we went back to it, I'm now, not going to binge no. Ali McBeal. No, but I've do, got too much to but do. do binge Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I do love Kimmy Schmidt. You got me into Kimmy Schmidt, and I don't love a character more than I love Titus. Jane Krakowski or Krakowski. Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know how you pronounce it. I apologise, but you're fucking funny. Yeah, she's great. I really like her. Um, I like her kind of obvious, flawed but deep character. Mm. Is she the one that plays the like mum, blonde hair? Yeah, yeah. yeah she plays Vo- uh, Mrs. Voorhees. I can't even think. Yeah, what yeah. I love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, I didn't know who funny, you were talking yeah. about, and I was like, I'm just gonna st- sit over here and pretend. <laughs> there's a beautiful moment. Like, there's so many lines and stuff. All of it is at proper genius. I love it. I know I always talk about it, but there's a <laughs> point at which she's she plays this super pampered. Manhattanite whose husband is like a multi multi millionaire. She lives in this like incredible mansion. And at one point someone she goes to a, a water fridge that's just full of bottles of Fiji water and she gets a couple of bottles out and shuts the door behind her and then turns to Kimmy and is like, Oh do you want a water? And Kimmy's like, Oh no thanks. So she's like, oh, Okay, fine, and just puts it in the bin. <laughs> and it's just like just a tiny little moment, like not even like a big thing. But those little touches. Yeah. And she delivers it so well. And she's like, okay, fine. Like, it's just, yeah, I love it. Well, we shall see you in episode 20, which will be out next week. And then we will be off for a couple of weeks. We're taking a bit of a summer vacation to okay. look after we, ourselves. We're, we're going to be having bars. We're going to be doing face masks. But also, we have got a couple of special episodes that we're trying to plan. And we haven't planned because all we do is this. Podcast. We say we're trying to yeah. plan it, and we've not spoken we've, we've to each not other spoken about, about it. About so it, we're so. gonna we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a break you. for a few weeks after next week's episode, and yeah, absolutely. But well, as always, see you next week, episode twenty, celebrity special. As you all know, we don't think about our potential stories until quite close to the mark. <laughs> so if you're slagging off the Disneyland stories of your podcaster. Yeah. So if you've got any ideas of any stories that you think we'd be fools to miss, or any ideas that you think we'd really enjoy doing, just just let us know. Let us know on social. Yes. Text us if you know us in real life. Or Telegram. Maybe. Can you do it? Maybe. Can you still do it? Um, okay. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. bye, 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 bye See bye, you next bye, time. Bye, bye, Thanks bye. for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.